The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we'll be discussing some recent SEO news with one of our favorite SEOs. Joining us is Jordan Cooney, who is an SEO strategist and advisor for Search Metrics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor for Search Metrics. Jordan, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. It's been a while. Yeah, I know. It's been a long time, man. Hey, congrats on getting away for a week. I heard you took a little vacation. I sure did. Yes, it was great. And while you were, you know, running naked across the ocean in North Carolina, <laughs> there was some some big news that happened in the SEO world. Catch me up, man. You pay attention to this stuff. What happened? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you got some free time on the beach, why not read a little bit of SEO news? You are such a geek. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, it was really interesting, actually. This past week and weekend, there were a couple of bugs that were noticed or recognized as updates, but really were bugs in Google and like genuine issues, not necessarily algorithm updates or adjustments to the way that the algorithm makes decisions in the SERPs, but more just fundamental bugs than flaws that got fixed. So somebody got fired. <laughs> That's one way to look at it, right? Well, you hit the wrong I button. Mean, <laughs> hey, look, how many engineers does Google have? I mean, they're like the smartest, most well-paid. You don't expect to hear about bugs from Google. Then sure, look, everybody's code base has its own, let's call them hiccups. Yes. Talk to me about what the problems were and what was the impact. Yeah, so, you know, the big problems were that there was a ton of volatility in the rankings themselves, 
noticing the same domains or similar domains showing up, noticing the same links even in some cases showing up. And then that ultimately like impacted where the other results were showing up, right? If you have the same links showing up twice in the results. It also impacted the positioning of different features or elements in the SERP, the PAA that people also ask, or the video carousels or other elements within the SERP. So was this a front-end bug? Do you think that this was something that was like within the, like, I guess you said it wasn't the algorithm, but Google's ranking engine? What actually misfired? Yeah, so what actually misfired here is a little bit unknown, right? Google isn't particularly forthcoming with their mistakes and tell everybody what's going on. But there's a couple of interesting things that came out of this. So one of them is that a lot of large domains were really showing up here, especially like news, media articles were really recognized as some of the the ones that jumped to the top here. And so ultimately, like one of the theories behind this bug is that there must be some way that Google is dealing with the results around domain authority and how they, for lack of better terminology, suppress that authority for certain high-profile domains or links that may have you know, a lot of strong relevancy across particular keywords, how they suppress that to ensure that there isn't you know, the same domain showing up or a highly relevant and authoritative domain showing up very frequently in the results. So we talk a lot about, mostly around algorithm season or whenever there's an algorithm that happens, about Google's newfound affinity for communicating with SEOs. They've been doing a better job of letting the SEO community know that an earthquake is about to happen. Mm-hmm. When this bug happened, talk to me about how Google communicated it to the SEO community. Was this something that, because you know SEO data looked strange the search metrics of the world can see that something funny is happening and it gets bubbled up from you know members of the SEO community or is this Google being out front saying, oops, 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 we, we screwed something up and we're fixing it? Well, you know, I mean, there's a variety of different tweets around the way that they fix this. And then there's also a subsequent, there's a multiple issues here that took place over the course of the week. So there was a indexing failure issue that happened a few weeks before. There was a SERP and results issue that happened this, just this past weekend. So there's a couple of things that took place. And the Google basically, I think in a summary format, came out to say that, look, this is complicated stuff. There's a lot of things that are going on at once and mistakes can happen. I think that, to your point, there are monitoring systems in place today in the SEO community that help us identify these. In this particular scenario, it seems like Google felt like it was best to come out and state that a mistake happened versus sweeping it under the rug and just letting the industry coin it a random algorithm update. And I wouldn't be surprised if there is a whole slew of quote unquote algorithm updates that's happened in the last. 20 years that aren't algorithm updates. Mm-hmm. They were just mistakes. Someone hit the wrong button, launched the wrong code, and we called it an algorithm update. But in reality, it was just an error in Google's efforts. Okay. I mean, that's kind of like PR crisis management. Right. You know, the first thing you need to do is admit your mistake. And often the next thing to do is you try to overcorrect with 
Google's correction of this bug, what were the results and you know what did they say happened and what actually happened? So the bugs, there's two bugs. One that happened much earlier, which was an indexing systems error or issue. So you say indexing systems issue, like people can't submit their sitemaps? Like what's the actual indexing issue? Yeah, so essentially it, it wasn't about sitemaps. It was more about how Google is ingesting or sucking in the data. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming we're off the record here. No, no, no. We're on the record. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm allowed. I, it's my show. I'm allowed to ask stupid okay. questions. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'm just making sure. Jordan, you taught um, me SEO. Anything that yeah. I don't know is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So basically, we're looking at how is Google ingesting the data? How is it rendering it? How is it extracting certain data points like structured data, metadata, and determining these elements for signaling? Right. Like that is the indexing process. Sorry, you indexing. Right. Sorry. I'm th- I was thinking ingesting, not indexing. Yeah. I, I understand now. It was a stupid question. Go on. Yeah, no <laughs> we'll fix that later. <laughs> but anyway, this was one of the issues that happened. This was the first issue th- mm-hmm. that was promptly fixed. In fact, I think it was fixed relatively quickly, like within hours. And then the other issue was one that was more around the actual SERP result and a fluctuation in SERP results that ultimately really drove a lot more volatility and really rocked a lot of people because the SEO community was really thinking that this was some sort of major update. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I'm going to ask another stupid question. We were talking about indexing being one of the first bugs solved relatively quickly. And the other one was a SERP problem. And to me, you know, my understanding of indexing and kind of going back to the 101 stuff is this is how you're going to sort all the data that you've ingested, my previous error, to figure out what rank all the pages or the the listings should be in. Yeah. And then the SERP problem you're describing as well, it's, you know, changing how those pages, those rankings are showing up. Aren't those the same thing? They're not necessarily the same thing. And just to make things more complicated here, I do believe that these two failures or bugs are connected to one another. 
because this indexing process happens first, right? This is the way that Google identifies and defines the data points that they want to use to provide rankings. And then later on in the week, then you see this adjustment in rankings and this fluctuation that probably connects to the indexing problem that happened earlier in the week. And so I fundamentally believe that you know one glitch, one bug caused a second bug or glitch. And there's probably very different teams managing these stacks of technology. And there wasn't good communication or updates between the teams to say, hey, look, we made a mistake over here. Watch out. It could make a mistake in your systems in a week or two. And I think that's what happened. I mean, I could be fundamentally wrong, but I do believe that there's a connection between the indexation process and then the ranking results process and the volatility that we saw in the past week or just two bugs that hit Google back to back. So it's kind of like in human analogy, if you have a cold, your immune system is weak and there's a very good chance that you could get the flu. So... Talk to me about the grand scheme of this. Does this mean that Google is falling off a cliff and it's time for us to all go start using DuckDuckGo? <laughs> is this a blip on the radar and humans are humans and we make mistakes? You know, uh, how much Google stock should I be selling? And 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 <laughs> you know, talk to me about what this means in the grand scheme for the big G, or I guess it's Alphabet now. Yeah, right. yeah. I think that this is small potatoes. You know, the reality here is that. Like I said, I don't think this is the first time this has happened. I don't think it's the last time that it's going to happen. But what I do really appreciate about this is that they, A, did come out and say that it was a bug and a mistake. It makes Google look more human. And then secondly, I do believe that there's a good chance that Google probably learned from this and they'll avoid issues like this in the future. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a really strong chance that you won't be seeing this kind of issue again in the future. And they've probably put in practices in place to avoid having this kind of a glitch happen again. Okay. So outside of the Google bug, let's talk about some of the other news happening in the SEO community. What else is happening that caught your eye recently? Well, you know, one of the interesting things that was an update from Google and the Google liaison team is the concept around personalization and how they're making the search results more personalized around activity cards and essentially allowing users to really kind of pick up where they left off with their search activity and using their search history to provide more search results customized to that. So give me an example here. Yeah, so this is typically category based. So you know, we see this in like areas like jobs, recipes, shopping, and essentially what it allows you to do is, you know, say you do a search for chicken parmesan and you know you get some recipes you visit a few of those recipes and then the next day you do the same search again or a similar search to it like chicken parmesan recipes it'll show your activity and it'll show only to you that those results that you may have visited and additional recommendations off of that and so it's all about personalization and then it, google's been going in this direction for a long long time But it's a much more, let's just say, direct and very forward way of saying, hey, look, this is something you've looked at. It's part of your activity. And, you know, we noticed it and you may want to revisit some of these pages. Now, isn't there rules and regulations around capturing somebody's search history and reusing it? I know that Google had some, maybe it was just their decision to not sort of use your previous searches 
to impact what your future searches are. Uh, am I making that up? Wasn't there a regulation around that? Well, I mean, there's a lot of different regulation that has come out in the past couple of years in Europe and in, in some states in the United States here, but nothing overtly around, at least in the US, around the history of your use and if it is customized to you as an individual. Now, I would argue that if Google tried to use this data, say, more aggressively to prioritize certain rankings versus in these activity cards, or maybe even prioritize certain paid ads using this activity, they may run into some litigation issues there. However, I would say that there isn't anything that's like overtly preventing them from saying, Hey, look, this is something you've looked at in the past. Here's an element in the SERP that's showing you your previous views for this. And I think that their argument from a litigation standpoint would be, you know, any of us, you and I, or any user can go into Google's history and see the things that we visited in there. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that if you were to, to erase that, that feature would probably not work. I haven't tested that, but it's a worthy test, I think, to see if our activity would just disappear on search results if you deleted your search history. So, Jordan, why is this interesting? Why is the Google Activity Card changes? You know, they're presenting more information in the activity card. But why is that relevant to SEOs? Well, it's relevant to SEOs in a variety of ways. This is a topic we've talked about you know, in the past, but it, you know, how does branding an SEO have an effect, right? And does your brand have enough staying power to be... Once someone visits that page, say they show up in the activity card, like, do you have the right experience to be really relevant there? Do you have the right images? Do you have the right descriptions of the copy? And so ultimately, the biggest benefit to SEOs right now is understanding how branding plays into SEO and and being relevant in personalization. That's one component. The other component here is that it's just a constant threat. It's a constant threat to the, the newcomer, any challenger who's trying to rise in the search results. Because quite frankly, personalization is in many cases, and in my opinion, going to be in the favor of the incumbent who's had great search results and has had visits from those search results in the past. If you're already at the top of the search results, chances are you're going to be the item that's clicked. And then the next time somebody comes back, there's more real estate that's taken up by the incumbent as opposed to the challenger brand. Bingo. Ah, Makes sense. Interesting. Bingo. All right, Jordan. Hey, it's been a pleasure to get back in touch with you. Good to have you talk about the SEO news again. Likewise. Let's not let it be that long and have you back on the show again soon. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks, Ben. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO advisor to Search Metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you could visit his website, which is jordancooney.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. 
Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. (laughs) 